All right, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Galactic Dads podcast. This episode is our special year in review edition as we take a look back at all of the impressive content that we got in 2019. Five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek. Dad life? I and beyond language okay and welcome to the year in review podcast for the galactic dads today is a pretty special episode for us as it marks the first time we bring jedi john into the fold so welcome john hey hey guys how's it going good good how's up been all right welcome Definitely good to see you. Uh, normally, when we do our cast, it's via Skype, and I feel like we're just not connected like we should be. No, I really feel really good about being able to touch you today. <laughs> Reach out and touch somebody. Okay. Also, today in the studio, uh, we have Matt, Mr. Albers, hey, the trusted what, co-host with the up? satisfying amount. How are you doing yeah, today? Good. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. It's good. It's, it's good. good. It's good for us to be in Studio B. Oh, yeah. It's did a little rearranging in here. It did is. Work, it so. is. You guys can't tell, but the tables on the opposite side of the room from last time is really throwing off my feng shui. <laughs> That's my, that was my goal. So. That was good. It was good, but that's what you did. For. The acoustic boards are up, actually hung on the wall. They look great. Oh, so good thank job. Thank you very much. Good job. Appreciate you. your efforts. Yeah, I try. I try. We also appreciate Eric's efforts for being here today. Hello. Welcome. How are we doing? Doing quite well. How are you today? Not too bad for a uh, year-end episode. I'm pleased you could make it. I don't know what you had to lie, cheat, and steal to get out of family things on Sunday, but we're glad you did it. Uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> it's between you, say, you and God. Exactly. Yeah, you saying that makes me feel like I should worry a little bit. <laughs> All right, well, we have a ton to cover, so let's just go ahead and dive in. We're going to take a look at all of the movies, TV shows, uh, and even some other stuff, streaming services that came out this year. Um, some of them you may have forgotten already. It has been such a jam-packed year, and even so, this last what, third quarter of the year, there has been so much uh, You know, we've been talking about already, but we wanted to go ahead and take a look back. Uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up today is the Umbrella Academy, which premiered all the way back in February on Netflix. You guys watch the show? You familiar? I'm not. No? Dabbled in it just a little bit, not little bit? enough to not enough to be a real authority, but I did watch a couple episodes. Thought it was pretty good. I was impressed, John. Did you see any of it? So there's a rule in my house where if my wife doesn't really like what I'm watching, I can't watch it when she's there. So um, <laughs> she wasn't really into it. I think I saw two episodes. Sounds like a wife rule. And uh, the biggest thing was just um, keeping. Uh, my time to other things that I'm interested in. So I only saw two episodes. It was it was good. Um, something I might pick up at some point, but we'll see. All right. So it appears I'm the only one who really watched the show because <laughs> uh, my wife liked it. So we watched it together. Obviously, our marriage has never been stronger. Ever. <laughs> if you watch shows together, you're gonna make it. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's the rule. So mm-hmm. everyone listening, take notes. But the Umbrella Academy, I thought, was a good adaptation from the source material. Uh, we won't stay on it too long since I'm the only guy who watched it, but that season, I think, really did a good job of adapting kind of a smaller known book, something not the Marvel books, not Star Wars or anything. It, it took a lesser known property and brought it to the screen 
and did a really good job with it. Uh, it was a compelling show. I mean, I, I can't spoil anything for you guys because you should definitely watch it. Honestly, I'd never even heard of it until the show came out. Um, so yeah. having that, you know, having that source to to look at gave me a reason to look into the actual original material. Um, I haven't, like I said, I haven't dug into it too much, but it's interesting enough. I think it's worth a look, yeah. and it's there now, so that's the important thing. Are you a fan of My Chemical Romance? Uh, no. Honestly. Okay. Well, you're just a black parade over there all to yourself. Yeah, sorry about that. That's, <laughs> That's why I'm right. in the corner over here. I'm the only <laughs> nice one reference. not wearing a hat. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, look, we're going to move on. But just know that, that show was important this year. The next thing that came out after that, uh, of note to me anyway, was Captain Marvel. I know a lot of you are probably thinking, yeah, that came out in 2018. No, that actually came out this I, year. I, when you when you said that to me, what a couple days ago, I thought to myself, no, that that what didn't come out this year. There's no way it could have. When we sure were thinking enough. about stuff for for 2019, I was thinking Thor Ragnarok came out in 2019, but it didn't. It came out at the end of 2018. Oh, really? And, yeah, mm-hmm. Captain uh, Marvel was was after uh, that. Was yeah. after that, yeah. And uh, so I was just as thrown off uh-huh. as well with the dates and things like that. But then after he said it, I do remember how close. Captain Marvel and Endgame came out together. Yes. Like a month. Yeah. yeah. Captain very Marvel close. was a very, very good, very effective pregame for mm-hmm. Endgame. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. almost a shoehorn film. Like, hey, we want this character in here. Let's do her movie. And we'll right push before. her into yeah. yeah. But they still did a good job with it. They did. It did a really good job of telling awesome. the story. I thought the visuals mm-hmm. were really good, um, you know, as far as that goes. And I thought it set up pretty well to explaining why she showed up in mm-hmm. Endgame. Because otherwise, you know, she just kind of, oh, hey, look, there's a big flying comet that, you know. Well, I also feel right? like it's really important that they brought her in because it gives that side of the story that tells you basically kind of, it helps you along with where Fury's at at the end of Endgame. Right. So. It helps there, and then it also shows how big the universe is and how much more powerful beings outside of the planet are exactly. she is obviously the most powerful Avenger at mm-hmm. this point There's uh, her and uh, Wanda I think is are probably the, the yeah. two most uh, powerful mm-hmm. so having her um, showcase her powers in her own movie and really come into her own um, played it all through I like what she said in Endgame when she said there's a lot of other planets in the galaxy and unfortunately they don't have you. Like that just means it just goes to show you like she is yeah, she's so busy. many places. And that was a great way to shoot down the complaint that was in Endgame. It was why haven't you shown up sooner? Exactly. Well, yeah. because I've had stuff to do. Sorry. She's been busy. <laughs> exactly. I also thought it was a good uh, way for them to show Captain Marvel's personality one by giving her a whole movie, right? Yeah, but sure, also. Yeah, but... You know, the way at the end of that film she's protecting the scrolls who mm-hmm. need protection. Well, that lets you realize that she has empathy and she's going to protect everyone out there. Yeah. Which is why she is so busy, why she's not on Earth, uh, why she is comfortable not being on Earth uh, with the time she spent on the Cree home world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's second nature to her to be in space now. So I thought that film was great and it set up a very nice entry into the Marvel Universe for her. And even gave us uh, Nick Fury with a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how he lost his how eye. How he lost his eye. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think anybody <laughs> yeah, was happy about. <laughs> or or could have predicted. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. What's a cat? That thing's a flurkin. <laughs> Get that thing away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as all the Marvel movies do, it had good comedy. Uh, it had nice stories set up. Uh, fortunately, it didn't suffer from the disposable villain trope that Marvel kind of falls victim to. Yeah. 
Um, we we got some good. We even got Ronan, the accuser, showing up in there, yeah. kind of setting up for a real nice antagonist for her. Mm. At least somebody who's powerful enough to give her yeah. maybe a problem. Yep. That, I thought that was really cool. And you see his eyes too when she when she comes up. He's like, I'm not I'm not doing this today. This, yeah. is, this is the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Yep. We'll yeah. come back for the weapon. Yeah. The Infinity Stone. No. The girl. The girl. Yeah. I thought that was dope though. Yeah. I got my first Marvel Disney princess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Realistically. I, I mean, really, we did, yeah. which is so cool because then we've discussed it on the show before, but our daughters are down for it. Oh, yeah. Like, my yeah, daughter's yeah. wearing a Captain Marvel t-shirt today. She picked it out to put on. Nice. Yeah. I'm happy with that, so. I, I think it's awesome that just, like, it gives um, girls in general just someone to look up to. We've always had that male superhero um, in, our, in our minds, I know. Um, and now they have one that's fresh and obviously is very popular, and it brought in a lot of money. So, yep. so you know um, you'll get another one. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, We. I mean, they did have Wonder Woman. But my daughter was just a little too young to care. So hopefully when Wonder Woman 84 comes out. Oh, she'll, she'll be all over it. it. Yeah, I'll be all over it. I'm like, you come <laughs> in the movies with Dad, let's go. You'll be all over it for different reasons. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, the Chris image- Pine's back. He's so dreamy. <laughs> oh, of course. That's exactly why you're there. Yeah. The imagery for the DC, you know, for like Wonder Woman versus Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel had all the... You know, you watch it, and even even myself as a grown-up can look at like, man, that looks really cool. <laughs> Wonder Woman, I didn't feel like had that same thing as much. She was too as, she was too hot. I mean, well, no, they took it all away from me. They put <laughs> well. The problem is, I don't even know why we're talking about this because this is not in the year review. But the problem with Wonder Woman is she set in World War One, right? In the trenches, it's a dirty war. It's, I mean, it is not fun to look at. Captain Marvel's in space, man. Yeah, space is bright and colorful. Yeah. World War One. Literally everything is in space. Yeah, it's the coolest thing ever. She yeah. shoots things out of her hands. I mean, everybody yeah. loves those. Oh yeah. All right, so we're all in agreement. Captain Marvel's totally noteworthy, and let's not forget it, mm-hmm. even though it came out in March. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we uh, need to do our round table. What is the liquid lubrication of the day for everybody? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this is John's first time being right. on the. Uh, the drinking side. I was wondering if you were just gonna put it to the end when we chug. Oh, I thought about that, uh, but I can't do it. I no, we gotta it. go with it. We gotta go. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start. I am drinking just a very simple, just a Kentucky bourbon, the Rebel Yell, and Coke today. Nice. What are you drinking it out of? I'm drinking it out. I'm glad you asked. Uh, this was a Christmas present from uh, our brother-in-law, but it's got Batman on it. It's a an Arctic tumbler. And it's like laser engraved. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's dope. That's really cool. Yeah. We're going to have to take a picture of it, throw it up on the IG for everyone. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It looks good. You'll see that coming. Yeah. All right. But since you're asking questions, Matt, what are you drinking? Uh, I went non-alcoholic today. Respectable. I'm, I'm drinking San Pellegrino. It's uh, an orange-flavored water. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, shout out to my cousin Dave. He introduced me to this stuff. And, um, yeah. Damn it, now I'm addicted, so what yeah, can I, I say? I saw it's the cases stuff, yeah. in your garage. My God, man. <laughs> it's cheaper to buy them online. I learned that from Dave and his wife, Annie. It's cheaper to buy them online than yeah. get them again at the store. <laughs> buy it by the case. Buy it by the case. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's a six what, pack will cost you That's 10 what bucks. they taught me. So thank you, Dave God. and Annie. It's water. <laughs> All right, whatever. It's All good right. stuff. That's a lot. Water. John, what do you got today? I'm also drinking some water. No, it's, um, uh, I got Founders Brewing uh, Breakfast Stout today. 
Um, it's just a coffee oatmeal stout. It's delicious. Ooh, like uh, I'll be switching it up a couple times a day, though, because I think I got some Zingu and um, some St. Bernardus in there, too. So we'll, we'll get nice. a couple of different things in I there. I like the way this guy thinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John's probably more along the lines of the beer snob that you are. Yeah. Snob's right. kind of being derogatory about you it, but you guys are aficionados. Yeah. So when we do the Galactic Dad's Beer Nerd episode, yeah, we will both have to be here then. That, yes, oh, absolutely. That will happen. Yeah, that will fantastic. happen. You know, Eric, so, what are you rocking today? So I um, I brought a little bit of a variety as well. I started out with the non-chuggable, at least in my opinion, uh, Rough Tail Brewing <laughs> Company out of Oklahoma. I've got their Boom 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 Double IPA. Uh, what was that again? A lot of flavor. One more time. Boom 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 Boom. Nice. There's a uh, I believe there's a, a blues song that kind of goes like that. <laughs> Dropping bombs over <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, it's a very good beer. It's very hoppy, which is kind of how I like them. Um, but uh, I've got some lighter stuff for later in the show, but this is what I wanted to start with. All right, very good, very good. All right, so since we've got that all out of the way, and only three-fourths of us are alcoholics today, yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about the movie that, uh, honestly, so many records. is probably my favorite <laughs> of the year. It's the, I wouldn't say it's the highlight of my year, but entertainment-wise, it definitely is. And that is, agree. yeah, that's Avengers Endgame. Um, yep. That is the three-hour behemoth that we saw in theaters, and not a single person thought this could have been shorter. No. No. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Uh, yeah. It is. I mean, it's somehow, in my mind, after 23 movies, maybe it was 22 for this one. I get a little confused because there's so damn many. But after all of these movies and about 10 years of storytelling, the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuck the landing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they yeah. nailed it. Absolutely. Absol oh yeah, definitely. And then uh, it, it definitely showed out of the pure respect that everybody got out of the spoiler lockdown. Uh, the internet actually respected something for about two to three weeks. Yeah, that which was is crazy. incredible. Yeah, that's probably the biggest impact that this movie had. Not yeah. of anything, believe it or not. And I believe John, you said you had three pages single space of records. Yeah. This movie broke. Yeah, just about. It's pretty insane. Yeah, uh, jump, in. Yeah. jump in. Jump in. Jump in. Tell us. So, uh, highest grossing movie of all time. Obviously, it beat yeah. Avatar um, by not as much as you would think. Only uh, only a couple million dollars. Um, two point seven nine seven versus Avatar's two point seven eight nine. So, um, but uh, it beat its predecessor, Infinity War, in a lot of categories. It also beat The Force Awakens in uh, multiple categories, um, like fastest to five hundred million. It took three days. Infinity War did five. And uh, let's see here, the fastest to. Uh, what we got fastest hot opening weekend gross was one point one two billion or one point two two billion versus Infinity War six forty. That's um, insane. Damn. Um, that is insane. <laughs> Those are some numbers right when there. you when you can imagine the fastest is six hundred and fifty million. It only took it thirteen days to get there. The Force Awakens took fourteen days and held a record before that. So <laughs> wow. Everything that came to dollars and cents, this movie started blowing uh, other movies out of the water. And most of the records were held, like I said, by the Force Awakens. Um, or um, Avatar. Wow. As far as highest grossing. I think there could be some type of argument made for biggest ensemble cast as well. If uh, not, there should be. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of one even close. I mean, the only thing in my mind that can battle it uh, in size, battle wise, is maybe Lord of the Rings. Maybe. 
I thought but, we weren't allowed to talk about that anymore. No, stop being so funny. <laughs> Just because <laughs> that movie left a bad taste in my mouth for doesn't mean we can't talk about it. Ended. It, 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 you know, we're not even going to go down this <laughs> I'm just glad hole. I didn't bring it up this time yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. but I no Endgame movies, had yeah. such a massive battle scene it even gave us that uh, that all Lady Avengers like an A-Force nod which I hope yes. they do that that would be I'd that would watch be so it. cool if they did that movie I would watch it heck yeah um, or even if they did like a you know a mini series type thing or something like We'll, we'll talk Ooh, about that would be cool if they did a, like yeah, a like on series. a streaming service or and something. And then like added characters on. to it, yeah. like say right. a female Hawkeye oh, yeah. or yeah. a She-Hulk. Yeah, which exactly. Would be badass. Or they could hell, they could even add a Jean Grey at this point. Or oh, they whatever could. they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could really of... expand it now. Exactly. But I think one of the most telling things about Endgame is the fact that. It came out in April, mm-hmm. and Christmas season effectively in the retail world starts in November. That's a long time, and kids have the attention span of a carrot. They don't at all. My kid goes between interests every 15 minutes. But Endgame toys were still very, very prevalent this Christmas yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Still very selling. prevalent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at Walmart today looking at Legos, and, and Logan was looking at the Avengers Legos. That's awesome. I mean, they're still out there, and they're still every bit as popular as they were back in April. And and I think that's the the lasting impact that a movie like this has um, on you know pop culture and on everything else. Yeah, even uh, competing with shelf space at Walmart with Frozen. Right. Right. Yeah. By the even way, Frozen Two. I'm just going to go ahead and say, Hail Disney. In yeah. about 15 yeah. years, they're going to own all of us. Pledge Jeez. allegiance yeah. to the House of Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make that up? He was. Kind of. That was, yeah. was good. That was a good one. I mean, they almost own the top ten this year. Oh, they yeah. do own the top ten, but they, I mean, they're, they're only missing two spots, I think. Damn. For domestic releases. Mm. We'll get to that yeah. later. All, all I have to say about Endgame is I've never seen better cinema, you know? Not like Goodfellas or The Irishman or anything like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take a look. Take a little whack at Scorsese's comment, huh? Well, what are you talking about? What are you going to do? Are you going to whack a guy? You want off a guy? What are you guy? talking about? You going to whack just, off a guy? I'm saying that it was the best cinema I've ever seen in my life. I think that probably has been the most excited I've ever been to sit in a movie honestly, theater seat. Especially yeah. for three hours. I yeah. mean, honestly, I, 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 it's hard to pick my favorite point of that movie because there's so many. But I think the part that gave me like the most happy chills... Was when you start to see Doctor Strange, all the circles come up and the, all the armies come in. Like on your left, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, literally, literally, like goosebumps and chills. And that was the only part. Well, there was a lot of good parts, like I said, but that was the only part that really made the hair on my arm stand up. When you start hearing the the Black Panther battle cry, yeah, you see them all coming. You see them like, walking oh, out. Shit. Yeah, it's almost like you want to start crying or something. You almost awesome. wanted to stand up and cheer, and a yeah. lot of people in the theater. There were came. there yeah. were several people in the theater that we were at that did stand up and cheer, and this was one of the few movies we almost never do this we actually saw it the night the friday night that it came out which we never go to the movies when it's crowded but that was actually stephanie's idea that wasn't out mine you know what i miss about the movies now is i used to go to opening night releases all the time you used to sit in line around the stanchions go in filter in there was no reserved seating you just (laughs) you just pack it in and it's a huge auditorium you get their opening night, and so many people are so excited, and that a scene like that comes on, and the entire place just erupts. Yeah. Uh, In the I, I saw. Yeah, like I saw 
the force um, sorry the rise of skywalker and i think there was 30 people in the theater because of it's all reserved seating yeah. it was yeah. uh, it, i was in the lounger i was relaxing i was really enjoying <laughs> the movie but like you don't get that feeling as much anymore because it's not as packed and the excitement is just different sure um, yeah still excited still claps happen but it's not like you're standing in line for a concert or yeah. something like it used to be. Like I yeah. remember when when the Matrix movies came out. Oh yeah. When, even Wait when X Men Two. Yeah, yeah. Even when X Men Two came out, which was back in like 2003, when it, the point where they're attacking the mansion and Wolverine sticks his claws in that first guy. Yes. Like the theater just. I mean, holy shit! It felt like an earthquake hit. Like <laughs> yeah. everybody was on their feet yeah. and screaming. I do remember watching that in the theater. That particular scene. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're letting him use the claws. <laughs> they let him out. Let's yeah. go. But yeah, no, um, definitely Avengers Endgame has set a precedent, which... Unlike I mean, any other. Yeah, good job. Good on Marvel, but also I feel bad for him now because... Not they that you to top, top that, <laughs> but how do you even they consistently follow? meet that? Yeah, uh, yeah the, you know? the mark is set. So point, high. How do you meet it? It almost makes you feel bad for any other studio that's trying to do the hey, let's do a shared universe, right? Because you can't, you cannot meet one that type of buildup. I mean, we had eleven years to get this thing rolling and get everyone really excited about it in like three or four films, and no major yeah. recasts. There's yeah. like, yeah, well, if you want to talk about Rhodey. Yeah, Rhodey's a. I mean, but. Realistically, in the in the universe, he's not a huge character. He's not one of your. Um, I mean, he's there in every movie for the Avengers, but yeah, um, Red Skull. Did he uh, get recast? No, yeah, it's not Hugo Weaving in Endgame. Somebody else. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. You mean in Infinity War? No, well, he's in, in Endgame. Captain. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Never mind. Well, actually, in Infinity War too, I think actually he might. It, it's, it's still his voice, though, right? No, I think the only one he did was the first Captain America. Huh. Really? Yeah. I think it was somebody else. You have to look it up on IMDb, but I'm pretty sure it's somebody else. We will check that out. Red Skull. Yeah. The thing about Endgame, I think we should end on, otherwise, because we could spend forever talking about it, <laughs> is just how they did such a good job that it felt complete. That that story was just done. Not only was Cap finished. Iron Man clearly is done. Yes. Um, it just really resolved everything. Thanos, the big bad, foreboding evil ever since the end of Avengers, is now gone. and He's not the thing you have to worry about anymore. Uh, and I honestly had no idea where Marvel was going to go after that. Can you imagine Feige's like writer's room and the storyboards that are on the, on the wall and everything else they do. Dry, uh, I mean, dry erase boards? Yeah, it's dry erase boards. We can, <laughs> we can use that for a storyboard later. Yeah. But the, um, we should. We, we should. will use oh, that yeah. later today, though. Uh, but it's so crazy because, uh, I mean, this was the end goal. I mean, ultimately the plot yeah. points were set. Like They didn't, didn't know how they were going to get there all the time, obviously. But they met the, their they, goal. They had the plot points set, and they knew what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And they executed brilliantly Perfectly, and it showed up on yeah. screen amazing it showed up at the obviously ticket sales were huge um pre-ticket sales yeah everything. everything yeah and the hype getting back to like what you said there was that weird respect through the internet that would just amaze me almost just as much as the movie did itself it, it almost showed you that the internet can come together when it's something yeah. that big it's yeah like it's incredible hope for humanity right <laughs> right it also lets you know that the marvel cinematic universe fandom is nowhere near as divisive as star wars yet <laughs> Thank God. Within the next famous. couple of decades, I can ass- I, yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll was wait it, for the reboot. Was that a, sh- was that <laughs> a shot at who? Or was no, that a- no, oh, no, okay, no. Okay, because I was. I was I'm anybody who that. watches <laughs> anything on the internet, you know, there's always 
3,800 sides oh, to every yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. But when the <laughs> Simpsons take a look at a franchise <laughs> and say, oh, the fans ruined it, <laughs> that's, that's when you know. If they're making a joke like that, yeah, it's uh-huh. getting in. Endgame didn't have that issue. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. the thing that Endgame, the question for me was where do they go from here? How do you even move on? Was pretty quickly answered uh, by the next film on our list, and that was Spider Man Far From Home. Yes. Another great movie. Uh, I loved, I love seeing Tom Holland struggle in that movie from time to time, just dealing with what had happened uh, to Tony and everything else. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was it was great for a character build for him. I really liked seeing him struggle at, at some points just because it made him question what he was doing. Yeah, like He still yes. wants to be yep. that hero, but he, he's, he's unsure, how, he's unsure how, how to go about it. And I, I really um, enjoyed that film. I thought the film did something very nice in the respect that the world would have for Tony. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though he was just such the character he was, starting out as basically an entitled a-hole. Um, who literally gives up everything to save the world uh, is nice, but the respect that the rest of the universe shows him, and then how they kind of they go ahead and show you, hey, that that time jump that everybody was kind of questioning after Endgame. Let's talk about that real quick. We'll talk about the blip, and we'll see how that plays out, and and really fold that to the universe and answer those questions. I think they did that nicely, and not just saying, well, you know, it worked out. Yeah, it's literally people going. Well, are you the same age when you come back? Like, yeah. what's the rest of the world doing? And they answer all those. They do it well. But they also say, hey, you know, Tom, you don't have to be the next Iron Man. You just have to be you. And I think uh, showing Happy Hogan in that scene, like being mm. the new kind of like paternal figure for Peter, just kind of coaching him through things when he needs to hear it. And hooking up with his aunt. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, my only issue with Spider-Man the Marvel Cinematic Universe was I didn't need Aunt May to be that hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the one thing that I was always curious about, like, with that, when they do the whole blip, like, there's parts in Far From Home where they're at a recording at a basketball game, and then all of a sudden the marching band shows up, you know, or, like, half the people on the marching band shows up on the court, and they're all like, whoa, what's going on? Because they just got snapped back yeah. into existence. But my thought was... When Thanos snapped in Infinity Wars, what happened to the people that were in the plane? They were just up there. But then when Tony snapped again, those people are not in their plane anymore. Now they're just falling from the sky. Okay, this is the part right? where we can't go too deep. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's, yeah. I always thought about stuff like that. Like, well, what happened to the people there? You know? I, also, I, mean, I also thought about the, uh, you know, since we're going to do this, let's just Because not do everybody it. in the plane, when Thanos snapped, the plane's taken off. Yeah, the plane's not still there. Well, the plane's not there, but maybe no, the pilot... About thirty-five thousand feet. <laughs> Maybe the pilot uh, survived that Thanos snap, but some passengers didn't. Well, then that plane keeps taking off. Oh, I hear you. Well, then when Tony snaps back, that passenger comes You're back right in where you like, were whoa, whoa, whoa. in time and space. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, the question is, when they get snapped back in, if if you're on an airplane, you're traveling at 350 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Do they have, do they get Are you flying through the air that fast? <laughs> that is a good point. Or do you just drop? What a horrible way to come back into oh, a just, just let me be gone peacefully. Like, yeah. Because I was content. According, <laughs> according to back and you start screaming immediately. <laughs> according to uh, uh, Spider-Man, like you get dusty and then all of a sudden you come right back. So to them, they just like got dusty and then all of a sudden, <laughs> no plane, to get shot forward. Right, right. Falling from the sky. The, the one that I always thought was really interesting and in how this would play out was say there's a, like a husband and wife and one of them disappears and the other one doesn't. 
So then after five years, you know, you kind of move on. Maybe you yeah. meet someone new and you're cohabitating in the same house. Then all of a sudden... Your wife. Your wife or husband shows back up and you're like, well, dinner, we'll set well, another plate. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, all of a sudden, uh, Mormonism just, and polyamorism expanded 800% you're, in one day. You're just back and there's some new asshole in your seat. Like, hey, well, You did not get to watch my television. <laughs> did we get a new TV? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, actually, come to think, it was five years, you probably got a new TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That is true. So, but um, Spider-Man, on the whole, <laughs> felt good. But I was impressed by two things in Far From Home. Uh, the first thing was, they got Mysterio right. Yeah. Like, they actually yeah. made Mysterio look cool, and they gave yeah. him good motivation, which... The go-to in the Marvel Universe, if you need to motivate your villain, is to just piss him off by Stark. It works. It just does. Every time. Yeah. yeah. Every time it works. But then they also, just the evil that he has is true uh, to character. That's played well by Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's a scary good actor. Yeah, he is a good actor. And he's then, a lot better uh, than some of his roles let lead him lead people to believe. Oh, yeah. You mean like uh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time? I mean, yeah, if yeah. we want to get specific. That was an yeah. excellent movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> he, he was in excellent shape for that movie. I'll tell you that. That was a Disney movie, too. No one talks about it. I That's thought you were going to say Brokeback Not Mountain. even Disney talks about it. Oh, that was a good movie. I, <laughs> I mean, didn't see it. Really? Yeah, I didn't see it. Oh, this tense is shaking. <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, they, it got that done. Right. The only thing that really bothered me about Far From Home was Spider-Man taking a bullet train and just kind of brushing it off. Is anybody else bothered by that? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Actually, yeah, like, how could he take that? Like, there's no way. Also, where the hell's your spider sense? It shows up at the end of the movie, which that was one of the things about all the Spider-Man things, is his Spider-Sense isn't really there. It's yeah. there in Infinity War when he's it's on the bus. It's Peter Tingle. Is your Peter tingling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with dangerous close. Are you getting the special tingle? <laughs> is, you got your Peter, t- Peter tingle? Uh, yeah, that was the only thing that bothered me about that. But for the rest of it, I kind of liked that it was uh, Spider-Man in Europe. Well, I, think I kind of dug it. I kind of think he lost that. Spider, Spidey sense because you know the whole emotion of losing Tony and everything that he went through. I think that's like kind of messing with his he mind. Kind of that's kind of the away. way I took it. He, yeah, he did. He kind of put it away and Maybe. kind of like cut himself off from it. You got to yeah. feel those feelings, Peter. That's Get, what, that yeah. Get that tingle. Don't be as emo as Tobey Maguire when the thank goodness took yeah. nobody thank could goodness ever be as emo as Tobey yeah. Maguire. That wasn't his fault. That was just a terrible script choice. I don't understand. Yes. The, the, the uh, dancing, at the jazz club, the dancing was his fault, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't have time to go into. <laughs> All right, that's another episode. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Fire Man Far From Home. Any final words? Yeah, damn good movie. Same here. Yeah. Actually, Spider Man Far From Home um, impressed me in the fact that there's still Marvel fans going to Marvel movies after Endgame. So yeah. it renewed, yeah, I think that's going to continue. Though. It renewed my hope in the fact that there could be a story after it. With yeah. what they have coming out. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. a good aftermath movie, and you, you always wonder when you have that kind of, of climax like Endgame was, where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. And, to store to get another cigarette. You know what thing right, that I love right. that Marvel does is like now, because think about it, when, when Iron Man came out, Hulk came out, it's not like they were posting on social media the next ten years or five years of movies that were going to come out. Right, you know correct. they weren't doing that then, but now that they know that they did this over ten years, now look what they're doing on all Instagram, Facebook. They're posting the next three to four years of movie lineups, and they're like, "Well, this is what's coming. This is what we're doing now." Because they're they, doing that, but they're, they're also being a little 
I don't want to say vague, but they're being a little more close to the vest about it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of titles where they say, oh, well, we're going to have a title coming out in April of 2022. Yeah. Or whatever, and mm-hmm. they don't have a name to it. Which, number I, one... I like how they do that, because they, they didn't yeah. do that before. Now they're doing it Well, now. That, that gives the general consumer the opportunity to wonder. Yeah. And that also gives them the opportunity Imagination to... Imagination and flexibility. Exactly. Yeah. If, let's say, something doesn't go the way they want it to... They can still come out looking like, yeah, we planned that, mm-hmm. even though maybe yep. they were planning on, you know, one movie coming out in February and another coming out in November, and they had to switch them because it just didn't work out. Yeah, and we're none the wiser. Hell, all we do is we go and we're entertained, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So close out the three Marvel movies there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we opened up with uh, the first half, or yeah. what? More than half of Marvel's rollout yeah. this this yeah, year. Yeah, pretty much. You, you believe? Uh, so Captain Marvel Far From Home didn't even match Endgame at the box office domestically. What, combined? Like combined. <laughs> wow. Combined and That's not... Incredible. And there was, <laughs> there was still Endgame was that films. big. Oh, it, they were phenomenal, it, uh, profitable films. Captain Marvel was a billion in the box office. Yeah, well, uh, internationally. Internationally. Like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, I can check that too real quick. Hold on. Yeah, check the stat check sheet. Check the stat sheet. Domestic, Sorry. international, whatever. The money's green and there's <laughs> a lot of it. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Um, internationally... Internationally, Avengers Endgame netted $500 million more internationally, and then um, domestically, about $40 million more. Jesus. So overall, <laughs> yeah. All I hear Com- is from Mickey. Mickey, Mickey, yeah. Mickey. Mickey. I hear yeah. Mickey. <laughs> Get out there and make me some more goddamn money. What's this I hear about not wanting to wear the purity rings? <laughs> You guys oh, did that perfect. <laughs> you want to come to my fun house? You better get out there and make me another million dollars this money. Oh, God. The thing is, if a movie made a million dollars, Disney would be like, we cannot even recoup our losses on it. <laughs> like, that's how much money yeah. they're always making. Disney yeah. would have one of the extras from the, the Magic Kingdom or whatever just behead the entire <laughs> cast. Good job <laughs> fucking up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cinderella's out there at the castle. <laughs> they, would, they wouldn't even hire a real hitman. It'd just be like the extra dwarf in the 10 o'clock hour from Disney World is going to go out and do it. Oh, they'd take the broken robot from Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Come on, get Marie Antoinette and her sister up here. Let's go. Everyone watch. I'm with Eric. Grumpy's real mad today. <laughs> he works at the Tower. The Tower of Terror. Alright, so since we're talking about uh, scary things from Mm. Disney, let's go ahead and talk about the movie that you might be surprised to hear us talk about, but The Lion King. Mm. Yeah. I mean, The Lion King, I'm going to be completely honest with everybody here. I didn't even see it. I didn't either. Anybody here at the table see it? I did. Okay. Um, Logan saw it before I did. Um, He goes to the movies alone now? No, he went with his daycare. You know, his oh, daycare. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. they, that they have cool. different summer camp things where they'll take him to the movies or they'll take him to the skating rink or some other shit. I'm actually glad you said summer camp. That movie came out July 19th, so uh-huh. we're just past the middle of the year now. Yep. Uh, but please continue. No, it's quite all right. Um, I, I thought it was good. I I was really curious to see how are you going to take an animated movie about freaking animals and make it live action and make it convincing. I still think the animated one was better. Um, it's but, hard to top it. it yeah, really I mean, is. it's really hard to top. It was a great movie. Uh, but I thought, for what they were working with and everything, I thought it was it was pretty good. Um, 
I don't really have much more to say about it than that. I mean, it didn't blow me away. There wasn't something specific that said, holy crap, this is amazing. But mm-hmm. I thought it was all right. It was worth my time. Well, the reason I put it on this list, uh, worth mentioning, is because it made, I believe, about $1.7 billion yeah. uh, internationally. Wow. So the movie made bank. Damn it. You can just hear Mickey counting the stacks. <laughs> well, what that did is that opened the door for them to do all the other live-action movies they're going to do. Like, Mulan is coming out. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. We don't really have time to go into Mulan, but no, that trailer looks yeah. yeah. dope. It I does look it, yeah. really good. If Mushu comes out still sounding like Eddie Murphy but looks like <laughs> a dragon from The Hobbit, I'm going to be so happy. Uh, but uh, I wanted to talk about it because it... It was directed by John Favreau. Yeah. Yep. Uh, John Favreau is I having a hell that. of a year. Forget about just the year, that. man. That's awesome. What a career, John Favreau. Yeah. Didn't have it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's done so many good movies. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. He kicked off the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. He directed Iron Man. Iron Man. Yep. yep. Yeah. And then he's been directing a lot of great stuff since. He did the live action uh, adaptation of the Jungle Book. Um, God, he's he was Rudy's buddy. He's done a lot. He the man is big. He was uh, in Swingers. <laughs> that, you got that. Swingers. I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm with you. Don't worry about it. I'm here. But Swingers anyway. and Maid are the only two movies I knew anything about John Favreau from before I heard he directed Iron Man. And I'm yeah. sitting here thinking, wait, the the fucking dude from Swingers is directing Iron Man. How does that work? <laughs> Never mind. Very I don't well. know anything. Yeah. He's doing great. He's a very creative writer and producer. Like yeah. he he's done great things this year and obviously we I will mean, talk more about we'll, we'll talk yes. more uh, yeah. the, the Lion King though, ninth all time no way ninth all time huh. internationally ninth all time at the box office at the box office wow. just for everybody who's not keeping ninth up all time. that's impressive damn very impressive we'll think about all the nostalgia all the nostalgia from what, now 26 years ago something, 20 yeah. years ago it's like something 94, like 95 yeah, yeah so all the nostalgia so um Parents that saw it with their kids, well, they're not grandparents seeing it with their grandkids, their kids and grandkids, and oh, or wow, parents seeing it with grandkids. Like it is, like that's a generational yeah. moment. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So definitely Although, worth mentioning. I yep. will say the live action version of Mufasa dying is not; it doesn't compare. Oh, it's not mm-hmm. as dramatic. Oh, it doesn't hit the same. Is way. it a little closer to National Geographic than? Not as close as you'd probably hope it to be. Ah, uh, I mean. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't want to see him get. Trampled to death. <laughs> Are the hyenas eating his carcass? Or? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> is is like the queen giving him shit all day, like real yes, lions do? Yes, just you know, beat him down. You, if you wouldn't have done that, this would have all been fine. But I don't know why you trust your brother. You I don't know. I did watch the animated version the other night on Disney Plus, and. I, I, I did get a little teary-eyed when Mufasa died again. It doesn't matter. So and I know, I know, yeah, it's, yeah. I know it's happening. It's so sad. Like poor Jonathan Taylor Thomas losing his dad. <laughs> and <laughs> still. What All right, look, we need to move yeah, on. Yeah, we yeah, we got time yeah. to get my feelings oh, on this yeah. one. Yeah. Get the tissues uh, out. But it definitely was worth mentioning. <laughs> no lotion this time. No. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough. That's Not in Studio B. <laughs> Studio A, anything goes. Studio A is concrete floors. It's easy cleanup. <laughs> All right, speaking of easy cleanup, that's a perfect transition into the next item on the list, and that is... The show on Amazon <laughs> that leaves a lot of mess on the floor, and that is The Boys. Uh, that show is so splatterific <laughs> and gross and amazing all at the same time. It is, and it it yes. premiered on Amazon Prime uh, on July 26th. And 
boy, we have not stopped talking about it since. We love that show. Well, I don't know about John or Eric. Have you seen the boys? <laughs> uh, no, I have not. Matt and I talk about it all the time. Yeah, so. I, I've read some reviews. It looks good. It's time. All it's, time. Uh, yeah, it is. It's time. I judge all series that I get into, like I'm pretty sure everybody else does. If you don't like the first one, you don't finish any of them. So when I watched 30 minutes of the first episode, I knew I was just sucked in. I was into it. That's all I was like. I just wanted to watch the next one, then the next one, then the next one. It was yeah. one of those series that just... I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. I had no idea why, but when the show started, I was like, oh, it's going to be a cute boy meets girl kind of story. Their love's going to... And then, boom, she explodes. Dude. And all that's <laughs> left of her is her two hands. And you're like, oh, this show is really going yeah. somewhere. And it, it does not giving anything away because it happens so quickly in the very first episode. It's just like, that's whoa, that's your introduction to this show. Like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with the source material, get familiar with it. it the boys, the, the graphic novel, the collected editions, the single yeah. issues, all of them were fantastic uh, and deserve a good peek at. I think they were first published at Wildstorm, uh, and then they tried to move it to DC, didn't work out, and then Dynamite picked them up and, and finished the series, which, thank God, because he meant that. I mean, there's a short series called The Boys Herogasm, where all the superheroes go to an island and just have, like, a crazy orgy. Oh, nice. It's insane. Awesome. Uh, so that's that's what that show is inspired by. So we do have the new season coming up next year, uh, so we're all very excited about that. Definitely just, excited about season two. I just want to say that if you're a, a fan of the show, you should go to C2E2 this year. I think all the major actors are there. Nice. How many episodes? Eight. There's eight. How long? Hour. Hour. Okay. It's a full one hour. It's, not it's bad. worth it though. So my you, day, my next yeah. day off, I might just binge it real quick. Yeah. yeah don't you, want to, your wife probably won't enjoy the show. No, that's just, fair. But, and there's a couple. Man, it's good. There's a couple scenes in there that are really dark. Um, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's some one scenes in particular where you feel we bad, talked about. And then there's some scenes where you just feel bad for the characters. Yeah. And then there's other scenes where you feel bad for yourself and the characters. And but you, you're not going to stop watching because you're still thoroughly entertained. <laughs> and then there's there's a couple scenes that I noticed that I felt like I had to get off the couch and go wash my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I got to take a strong drink and a shower. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now I'm excited. This yeah. sounds like a whole spectrum of emotions so, all in one series. It's yeah. a very, very good show. You guys would like it. Even single it, uh, episodes, I almost said issues because it's so close to it, but you run the whole gamut of I feel mm. good about this, I feel really bad about this, <laughs> yeah. but I feel good about it again while feeling bad simultaneously. Like it, It's a good show. Yes. <laughs> so big shout out to the boys on Amazon Prime. I think... Really, this is the only thing on the list we have from Amazon, even though they are starting to push out a lot more really good content. I think so. 2020 is going to be Amazon's year yeah. for a lot of this. They've got a lot of stuff coming up. I know Matt is just sitting here vibrating with excitement about the Lord of the Rings series. Oh, well, yeah, ever since you told me about it, I was like, <laughs> I've been waiting for it. And then, just uh, want to talk to Brandon about it. It's all you know. Well, do yeah, I probably yeah. won't watch it. But we'll talk about that later. But there's also Wheel of Time, and there's some other stuff too that's coming out from Amazon that I think is going to bring nice. them a little more into the forefront than they are right now. I think they're still kind of an afterthought at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll see what what Amazon puts out, but hopefully it will be more and more seasons of the boys that are up to par. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in July, uh, the boys premiere kind of finished that month off for us. Uh, August was an exciting 
very exciting time for us here at the show. Yes, it was. Uh, because August was the premiere of the Galactic Dads podcast. Yay! 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 Everyone take a moment. And you're, everyone listening. Okay. <laughs> I know you're, you're still cheering. But yeah, we uh, went live with our, well, not live, but we published our first show, first show. which was technically our fourth recording. Fourth recording, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a good recording. It was. I had fun. It was. Uh, uh, you know. Oddly enough, we've come a long way already. Yeah, we have. Uh, but, man, we still have a ways to go. I feel like a seasoned veteran that knows nothing. Yeah, well, we all have headphones now. Now, it's time <laughs> to get mics. Yes. Everyone needs a mic. We need four mics. We need four mics. We need a sound mixer. But, you know, we're working. We're working, and we're just happy. It's coming. That people are enjoying the show so far, and that the show, surprisingly, has as much content as we do. I honestly thought that was going to be our yeah. our first issue was not having enough to talk about right uh, but the the best part is not only do we have more than enough to talk about we have more than enough people who are able to donate their time and be excited about it every week and i could not be happier so first off thank you gentlemen and thank, thank you, you everyone for listening thank you thank you thank you very much yeah, thank well, you brandon oh well stop stop because <laughs> i'm about to tear you all new asshole in the next line i'm kidding i'm not <laughs> i'm not but we will move on though uh for the next surprising film uh of 2019 and that was joker i have yet to still see this oh okay i'm glad you said that have you seen it, seen it? I you haven't seen it. I've read about every article that's been published about it. There's a lot of them. And, uh, I, I found Excellent. the subject interesting. John, you saw it? Saw it. So, my favorite thing about this movie, Radar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did not shy away from anything. Budget? Super low. Super low. What are we talking? 65, I think, is what they labeled wow. that. I'm sorry. 65. I'm sorry that we think Million. 65 is 60, a super low that's budget. That's low, but, well, that's mid-budget, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Well, that's for Mickey these Mouse's types of movies. lunch budget yeah. for last Yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Mickey Mouse isn't <laughs> doing this one. That's yeah. a, that's, there's some lint in my pocket and about $65 million on a bad day. I dropped $65 million on the way to the Magic Kingdom, huh? I actually used $65 million to wipe my ass yesterday. <laughs> I was out of toilet paper. Huh? <laughs> Pluto was busy. I told him it was peanut butter. But anyway, let's move on. That was God. That was sick. Not that dark. Was bad. <laughs> yeah, you guys got there though. You Not guys, to get off topic. Yeah, I just want to know how much there. of this we have to do before we get a cease and desist from Disney. Well, we praise them enough. So yeah, we, we, feel like we gotta yeah, get right. on. We started with Hail Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All hail. I pledge allegiance to the House of Mouse already. So. Um, but the best first uh, radar movie. Joker. Radar yeah. movie over over a billion. Yeah. Internationally. Yeah. Set records. And they did it. No China. What? No Chinese release. Really? One billion dollars. And it still hit a bill? Hit a billion. Yeah. Wow. Hit a billion with no Chinese release. Imagine that. And most of the films on probably, like, realistically on the, if, if you're looking at top ten lists for the year and any year, China accounts for the majority, um... Payment, so so. I mean, the gross, the net income money. from, yeah. yeah, the money from for a film. Like, if you go down the top ten list right now, like, if I'm just looking at real quick, let's call it Endgame. Internationally, that's not domestically anywhere else but the U.S. Almost two billion dollars alone, internationally. Thirty-two percent, China. Hmm. They got a lot of people. That they go got to movies, a man. lot of people that love to go to movies. So, so Joker still did this well. They should have. Joker had. Almost 10% United Kingdom internationally. Hmm. No Chinese release, though. Wow. And they still did a billion dollars, rated R. 
Wow. Is there a specific reason why there was no China release, or did it just kind of... Uh, China was probably like, we're not letting crazy people in here. So I didn't do a ton of research on it, but my guess would be is it's because of the social aspect. It's a, it's a, Yeah. I, I mean, it's... Well, it's, the movie... It's a mental disorder, like disorders and stuff. Like, they don't... They don't do that in China. That's not a thing for them. That's right. not so, part of their culture. It's not part of the culture. Um, the thing about Joker that I really just want to take a moment uh, and point out is one of the reasons why I praise the film, especially when it came out I saw it, is this is a movie about an incredibly well-known and popular character that does not interact with any other universe stuff. It is a solid, contained one-movie film. Yeah. It rests solely on this incredible character-driven piece with incredible acting from Joaquin Phoenix and everyone else involved. And the good thing about the movie is, is this is one of the things about Joker that you hear all the time, is Joker's not really sure of what his own origin is. Mm -hmm. And if he's going to have one, he prefers it to be multiple choice. Mm -hmm. And I think Todd Phillips did a really good job in this film of... Yes, he gave us an origin story of Arthur Fleck, who would become the Joker, but he also gives us a lot of stuff that we don't know if we can trust as well. Like when his mom tells him things about the film, or, you know, things about the plot and what's going on, you get that you don't really, you can't believe it. You have an unreliable narrator as well as unreliable secondary characters. And you don't always know what happens. So it leaves you unsure. And I think they really conveyed, one, the mental illness aspect of it, and two, kind of the unsure of where you're going with it, while still enjoying the film and having a firm hold on the story itself. Uh, so they did an incredible job. And if we really wanted to take a super deep dive into it, we'd get Jalen from a little bit of Nerd Podcast on. And the man could talk about kind of what joker wearing the makeup means and, and what happens and him and i have had good conversations about that that we'll probably just have to do yeah, a whole episode on. no it's say, that, yeah it's great i mean the film itself like like i said low budget well mid-budget but like <clears throat> no 3d right like, that's something brand like almost every movie release has 3d and uh, imax everything so there's almost no digital effect it's not a digital effect it's it's all i mean um very much you feel what he's feeling you feel the environment you feel everything on top of you like i mean it's a good film yeah and it climaxes really well i really i'm yeah fantastic todd phillips knows what he's doing he does you know from the guy who showed up in old school just here for the gangbang you know <laughs> he really <laughs> really knows yeah yeah he directed old school and he shows up in a cameo uh, but he, I mean, he did great work, and we talked about this in prior episodes where suddenly, you know, you have a movie that is over a billion dollars successful, they're going to want to try and make a sequel. Oh, uh, so him talking about that, but uh, there was news coming out saying that, you know, he left that meeting with Warner Bros. with the rights to do another mm -hmm. villain movie, yep. which really excites me. I gave my uh, hot take on that. I that's I a remember, hot take. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the uh, Mr. Freeze, I think is what I said. I think it would be more interesting. I really hope they don't do Riddler, uh, but I hope they do someone like uh, like a, just a more obscure villain. So someone like Mr. Shaz. Or, I don't even know who Mr. Shaz is. Yeah, Shazaz, Shaz. It's kind of a hard 
thing to pronounce. But one of the lesser-known like street-level villains, I think, would be perfect. I I would love to see a good Raj Al Ghul film because just a international eco terrorist phenomenon. So you're, cool. You're saying just a Raj film, not a Batman film, just right? A, uh, okay, cool, cool. Right. Yeah, because I was gonna say Batman Begins was one of my favorite movies. That uh, Batman was that was good. That was good. Um, but yeah, so Joker, one, what a surprise. Two, not that big of a surprise. Like, we knew it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that they rolled that film out, getting it kind of more towards the Oscar bait. Mm-hmm. Kind of things, rolling it out at Cannes Film Festival, not showing it at Comic-Con. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed. And I hope a lot of studios kind of take a note on this and the fact that you don't have to go massive, all-universe and company CGI fest. You can do a really good self-contained story. Uh, and kudos to Todd Phillips and All Involved. That's what Joker is, and it paid off. Mm. So I hope to see a lot more of that in the future. I know I love numbers. You guys all know I love numbers already. Tell me <laughs> the numbers. Man, third cheapest all time to hit $900 million in a box office history. Where's Death Who can name the other two? Um, it's in the 700 range. 700 cheapest? Million. To make that Cheapest much to make money. that much money over nine hundred million. I would bet the Blair Witch Project was one of them. I don't think it made nine hundred million. Didn't make it. Didn't make enough. Cheap. Didn't make enough. It was really cheap. Of course, it would have because everybody wanted to see. We it. We talked about one of these movies already today. Oh, just an older version of it. Lion King. Lion King. Really? Really? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. The original Lion King uh, made nine sixty-eight million on a fifty-five million dollar budget. Joker sixty-five. Get out. <clears throat> wow. The cheapest movie ever made to make over nine hundred. It barely made it. Nine hundred and five million dollars. Just happened twenty eighteen. Bohemian Rhapsody. Dude, oh kid. what? Whoa. Nine oh five on wow. fifty two. Crazy. Crazy wow. thing. That's you, nuts. You, you you drop I I mean Numbers are fun to play with. Any investment that I can make. 10 times my money, I'm great with. If I make yeah. 20 times, oh I'm not, I'll probably make another one. I'll, 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 do, I'll do another one. <laughs> Shit, if I make my money back and I have the opportunity to continue making <laughs> an investment, I'm happy. Much less yeah. 10 to 20 times the amount. Think about that. Invest, in, hey, invest $50 million and make 900. Yeah, yeah it's a wow. First of all, I'd have to give that, that $50 million, But yeah. Yeah, well, if I have $50 million, <laughs> am I investing it in a movie? Probably not, but you never know. Right. You never know. Well, um, I got five bucks on it. <laughs> I got five <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, All right, well, Joker was good. Yeah, and uh, another, uh, kind of another darker kind of subject material uh, was Watchmen. Watchmen premiered on HBO. Uh, that's the Damon Lindelhoff version. It premiered on October 20th. And you still haven't given me your password to watch it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a little selfish about it. Also, I'm lazy. Just ask. I know. Do it again. I know. Uh, but Watchmen. Has anyone else at this table seen it? One episode. Which one? one? Episode. The first. The, the very first yeah, episode. I Did you see the pilot? Same. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't know much. Holy about, crap! I don't know much about Watchmen though. So caveat there. Like, well, I need to get into it. Just real quick. Tell me what you feel about the pilot. By the way, you're going into this movie. Or I'm sorry, this TV show thinking you're going to see the classic Watchmen characters, right? And then you get that first episode. Holy crap, I wasn't ready. My experience with Watchmen is pretty limited. Um, The movie that came out a few years back and a little bit of the The Zack Snyder film. Yeah, Yeah, that's about all I've got with it. So 
the first episode was definitely different from that. Um, it's one of those where I'm, I'm looking to take some time and actually watch it and dig deep into it, but I know that it's something that, number one, I can't, don't really want my kids to be watching with me. Number nope. two, nope. my wife's not going to be interested in this. Nope. So this is, this is one of those where I've got to find time by myself that I can devote to doing that and, and actually watching the whole show. So what I've seen so far I thought was pretty impressive. Um, but I don't know how it stacks up compared to the other stuff. If, if I didn't say I was a little confused, I'd be lying That's fair. You. That's and, fair. I yeah. was a little confused. And I need to watch it again. Just to kind of get through some of the material, and I probably need to do a little bit of research to kind of know where I'm coming from, because very similar to Eric, uh, Watchmen the movie. That's my my knowledge. Period. So um, a little confusing for me. I'm hoping that the next episode cleans some stuff, like clears some air for me. And if not, it won't. Okay, good. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you <laughs> that show. Um, you're still confused up until about the third episode. Okay, well. And then things really, one, start making sense, and you get to see some more familiar faces. Okay. And then as it progresses after that, every single thing makes so much sense. It's unbelievable. Yeah, because I'm very intrigued. I'm just confused. It's almost <laughs> right. surprising okay. how well it makes sense. So this show's good. Uh, if Stephen Graveman, buddy, if you're listening, uh, I'm right there with you. I would love to have you on the on the show to just talk about Watchmen. You guys need period. a Skype call. Yeah, because I wrote, you know, one of my college papers on Watchmen. Uh, gave a presentation on it and then could continue to go on. I mean, the source material, though it only be 12 issues uh, of a comic book, is so layered and rich and just Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons were far ahead of their time when they wrote that and drew it and it was published by DC between 1985 and 1986. Um, like that source material is heavy. There's a lot to get through there. And somehow they do it a whole bunch of justice on this TV show by bringing them into present day. And they play with history. It's a little bit of historical fiction uh, and a little bit of speculative fiction. But it, it's just so well done. It's incredible. Nice. So if you're not watching it, you should. Uh, but get ready to invest some time in it. Because mm. they are hour-long episodes. There's only eight of them. But man, they're badass. But you well, probably need to earmark a little bit of time to think after each one. Too. Yeah, but well, also you'd be uh, do yourself a big benefit if you go hit up Justin's Comics mm-hmm. and grab the collected uh, edition, the trade paperback of all twelve issues of Watchmen, and read it, and then go watch the show because then you'll be like, oh, oh, this all makes so much sense. So we will move away from Watchmen because I could sit here and just soapbox it for days and no one wants to hear that but i did want to point out uh that dc dropped doomsday clock uh where they folded the watchman characters into the dc universe it was a limited series uh should have only been 12 issues and should have been done in a year but they uh hit some some issues and that became a two-year a two-year story um, if you want to hear anything about that, just go type in Doomsday Clock Delays in the internet and get ready to see Nerd Rage. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's substantial. However, they did wrap it up. The final issue dropped the same week that the last episode of the HBO Watchmen show aired. So I think that there was a little bit of design there to, 
to capitalize on the marketing. Sounds like it. So yeah, that I just can't believe nerds would rage over something get delayed. I, I can't <laughs> oh believe. My goodness. I can't believe there were no flip cards. Our <laughs> giant squid teleported into them. New York. <laughs> yeah, they can't lift them. If there was a real Gotham City, there would have been flip cars in Gotham City. Wait a minute, they're smart. They can use leverage. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's out there with robots they built, just tearing it up. <laughs> Connects. Don't call robots. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> I'm sorry. Erector sets. They don't even have to leave the basement. They just control it from the basement. Homemade droids. The cars for them. No, they just start a false fake news campaign on Facebook. That's Never underestimate a droid. No, ever. Yeah. Oh, drones are, okay, we'll get drones there. are going to we'll take over. Yeah. Drones are going to yeah. take over the world. It's over. Uh, all right, so let's move on from Watchmen, and that Ooh. is an excellent segue. Matt, you're killing it today. I'm uh, trying. Let's talk about The Mandalorian. Dropped November 12th. Yes. Of this year, uh, dropped the same day as Disney Plus, and holy crap! If you are a Star Amazing. Wars fan, Amazing. it's so good. Amazing, it is so good. I mean, I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. If you take away all the Star Wars aspects of it, yeah, this is still a good, still show. awesome yes. show. Even though it hasn't like they've yeah. yet to mention really Luke or Sky anybody. It's yeah, I have to. They don't have to. It's, it's won't. own. Yeah, thing. hopefully they don't. Yeah, um, the show is. I mean, let's call it what it is. It is a badass western in space that happens to be in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you put it like that, it, yeah, it's I mean, got enough. It's got enough fan service with some of the things that it shows to make you know make a Star Wars fan keep Never. them entertained, keep them interested. Like the Jawas, I think it was that episode two. Yep. Yeah, where the Jawas take his ship apart and he's he's messing with the Jawas. That was that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I mean, I, I watched that episode twice back to back because I was so entertained by it. You know, just from the fan service aspect of that. But I was to, wondering how he was going to get his ship back yeah, together. But but yeah. to Brandon's point, it, it also is interesting and entertaining enough that even if you're not a Star Wars fan, I mean, it's still it's still fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Logan actually he gets mad at me if I well you know now that the season's over it doesn't matter but he got mad at me every time I would watch an episode and he was in the room. Yeah. And he's seven. <laughs> he doesn't awesome. know anything about what's going on. Yeah, my wife Olivia and I like it was, it was date night. It was it was a date night thing for Fridays um, yeah. all season long except for a couple uh, I think the Wednesday release before. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, but yeah, it was like she's like, "Are you gonna watch it before me?" I'd always tell her no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch. But she, uh, she uh, but she I would always watch it with her. I'd always watch her with her, and because um, uh, I was just overly excited about it, I can't, I couldn't oh, help yeah. it, you know. Uh, and like you said, the fan service in almost every episode, there's multiple Easter eggs laid in there. Oh yeah, uh, Favreau did a great job. Is everybody caught up here? Everybody, everybody's caught up. Yes, I have seen the final episode. Yes. Oh, well, if you're halfway through, that means that you saw Jason Sudeikis hit Baby Yoda, and I just died <laughs> laughing. Dude, yeah. When, well, <laughs> so he had that horrible boss's feel to it, you know? Like, yeah. He's like, did you just... That, and that's when I picked up on his voice. I rewound that, did that, you that, that one yeah, scene. That pretty awesome. And I was just like, no, no, like, that's... That, I know that voice. Who yeah. is that? And Because he's like, did you just hear him? He just killed our own guys. Like, he does not care about <laughs> us. Like, like, I'm not messing with this. <laughs> like, yeah. And it was just so, so um, horrible boss-esque as yeah. far as Jason Sudeikis. And I'm like, yep, that's him. And then I confirmed it in the credits later in the episode and Olivia was like, what are you doing right now? Like, I was standing like this close to the TV 
well, for those listening, about six inches from it, <laughs> pausing the credits to make sure it was Jason Sudeikis <laughs> as that first Scout Trooper. Uh, that whole that whole scene was oh, so funny. Yeah. That I, like I watched it. And then I paused the episode because I had to go do something with the kids. And then I came back, and instead of just picking up where I left off, I rewound it and watched the whole thing again. Yeah. Because yeah. it was so entertaining. Oh, that was awesome. So um, good. The, the part where um, you know the child bites the finger, <laughs> <laughs> and he just gets mad and punches, him. punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I shouldn't be laughing because that's a child, but I'm uh, laughing. Yeah, yeah. Like, this, this is, is awesome. funny. This is great. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it was uh, really well done, and like uh, even that same same scene, you can't get past all the Easter eggs. Just that one scene, like, oh, stormtroopers still can't hit anything five feet away. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like, yeah. they, they shake their guns. Yeah, we're like, their, guns are bad, their, their guns are bad. No, something. I just I just love it because I, the the whole series like it, it pokes fun at Star Wars lore, it pokes fun at Star Wars fan theories, it's, it pokes fun at common jokes. Um, Favreau and Filoni have done a fantastic job. Uh, um, all, just, the, all the directors have done great. Yes, just for everyone involved. Um, not everybody is as well versed in the Star Wars writers as you are. So, who is Filoni? So, Dave Filoni um, is one of the uh, creators of uh, Clone Wars, and uh, um, the who somehow series. survived that first movie, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> every, um, so, the Clone Wars uh, is just—they're coming out with a new season uh, in February on Disney Plus. And I can't wait till it culminates because it left us off with Ahsoka Tano leaving the Jedi um, Temple and saying, "I'm not. This is not me." So we get to pick up back with her, which is really exciting. Um, Ashley Eckstein is a great voice actress; uh, has her own uh, commercial line um, that is her universe. So she pushes all that stuff um, forward. Um, they, um, but they are. I, it's a phenomenal show. Phenomenal storytelling. Uh, if you ever have to watch the Clone Wars series, you want to watch it out of order as far as um, how it was released, uh, because some of the episodes they do jump around from timelines. So like, one episode will be here, and then you open up the next episode, and you're like, "What did I miss?" But it's really just a different story and different um, part of the universe or a different timeline. So you can watch. There is online guides to how to watch it sequentially. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, jo- uh, Dave Filoni just he's creative. A genius has led the Star Wars lore through the Clone Wars era, and uh, him adding in with John Favreau and the Mandalorians, phenomenal. It, I'm just every episode. I seem to be a little more impressed by the nerd behind John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. Um, his directing abilities, obviously phenomenal. His ability to tell a story, I think, is really put on display here, and he does have some help from Dave Filoni. Uh, and everyone else who's involved with the production of the show, I think that show fires on all cylinders in the fact that it's a much more enjoyable series than maybe some of the movies even are. Yeah, I, I mean, agree with I think that. that's a fair argument. And I love how it's week-to-week releases. I can't just binge it night I, one. I, pr- I appreciate that. Um, I, I love it. But, no, they, um, they did a great job with it, and um, just the way they've um, filtered it out, just phenomenal. Like And, and their storytelling ability... And not just that, but like their fan service, everything just pushes even everything. giving you the backstory of let's be real, Boba the Fett. Yeah. I honestly, when I first saw the trailers for this and the first pieces of the stills, I was like, "Damn, Boba's getting a show!" And then you realize, no, we're we're just going to talk about the actual Mandalorians. And this particular main character finally, his name is revealed. Yeah, in the last episode, and then you get to see his face. Yeah, and then you you don't even care though. 
Actually, it was kind of a letdown to see his face. I was like, ah, I should have kept the helmet on. <laughs> it's like when Kylo Ren takes his helmet off. It really just takes away some that of the mystery was a from the character. Yeah, it didn't really do. Um, it didn't really do much. But it would have made me feel a lot better to see the Mandalorian at the bars with like a long straw going underneath <laughs> his helmet. Like I would have liked to have seen that. Other than that, that's it. That's like my only real. Your only of the show. If, if there was one thing that that him taking his helmet off did though is it tied the droid yeah. back to him. Yeah. It showed him and that he trusted it. Yeah. Yeah. And then later in that episode what happened with that droid, which I don't know if we want to get too deep into we won't. spoilers. We won't, yeah. But it it, it tied it back and, and made it that much more impactful to watch. Mm. Yeah. It's uh obviously we can't say enough good things about it. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. You'll be happy you did. If you don't have Disney Plus yet you're really not going to like this next segment because we are going to talk about one of the biggest things of 2019, and that's just the launch of Disney Plus itself. Launch same day as Mandalorian. Obviously, it is the streaming service that will, one, eat up so much of your time. You're not going to believe how much of this you're actually going to just spend watching. And two, welcome back to your childhood, man. We're all millennials yeah. in this room. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I was watching Darkwing Duck. <laughs> and X-Men the Animated Series and Gargoyles. And I will tell you, bar none, it's not even fair, how much better Gargoyles is than all of those other shows. Gargoyles <laughs> is phenomenal writing. Like They did a great job. And incredible voice acting. Yep. Keith David as Goliath is an inspired choice. That man could talk me to sleep. Close your eyes. Like That's not even fair. Like, that's so crappy, what I just did. But Gargoyles is the show that Disney needs to remake. They could do a live-action one. That I think would blow us all out of the water, and we would all go see it. Hmm. It's another property Disney has that they're just waiting for Mickey. Cash in, boy! <laughs> Pluto, go to the bank, give me some more money! <laughs> like, I just, I honestly think that's next, and if it's not, man, it needs to be. So, hail Disney. It's so crazy that so many shows you watch on there, and you, you watch it now, and you're like, man, this is not great. Yeah, I, I love it yeah. still. X-Men oh, yeah. the Animated Series. Not great. So over, it's so overacted, so dramatic. But the thing about that show that I will stand by and down the hill of is I can't believe the balls they had to do the the storylines from the comics. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they did the extension they really agenda. True. They did the Morlock, the Mutant Massacre. Uh -huh. Like I mean they obviously went towards did the best version of the Phoenix and Dark Phoenix saga right. that we've ever had. Right. Which is Absolutely. amazing that twenty years ago we yeah. had the best twenty version. years ago on a child's cartoon they yeah. got it right. And <laughs> Just nail it. it. <laughs> um I mean, come on. You know why? Because they bring in the Shi'ar. Like, they yeah. really just go for it, so... You can't replace a guitar riff, though. You Ooh, just can't no. do it. No. 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 <laughs> I just hear it. I just hear it. So, uh, Disney Plus One. Look, <laughs> Matt's like, oh my god, I hear it. I hear the opening. I just remember the last time you did that on the, one of the last podcasts. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. That's <laughs> like the best... Honestly, it's like the best theme song in the history of all. You have to TV. play it for me one right. day because I want to. I want to remember what it sounds like. Yeah, well, I would do it now, but then we would go into the controversy that <laughs> somebody is now suing Disney over the rights to that song because they say it's copyright infringement. Yeah, but I'm uh, laughing really hard in the fact that they waited till Disney did it because <laughs> they're like, we're not getting any money. <laughs> Marvel's not going to pay us for this. Yeah. And now I'm just impressed at the the size of the cojones to go after Mickey's lawyers. It's oh, me like, find their children where they sleep. <laughs> we're not going to lose that case. <laughs> 
The house of mouse is a house of pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody should stop me. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. But Disney Plus, uh, all of the is I think going to take the next step in bridging the Marvel Cinematic Universe is why I really wanted to talk about it. Because one, it's already bridged the Star Wars universe yes. into the streaming service, and it has done it, obviously, so incredibly well with The Mandalorian. Phenomenal job. It's bringing the shorts from Pixar mm-hmm. to us already. If you guys aren't watching Fourth the Fiesta Question, oh you God. are missing out. What? I will no. say. I will say I was a little upset at Disney Plus for dropping Moana. What? It's gone already? It's gone. No. Yeah, I know. It's my daughter's favorite movie, and it, it lasted like a week. I watched that movie, and I know, loved it. I love that movie. It's a great movie, but it's not on there anymore. I have a feeling that they're going to have a rotation. Yeah. 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 They've got, yeah, the, oh, they've yeah, got the vault to break into. With all yeah. the comp content that they have, I mean, it's, But they, they took one fair. of their better movies, like with a better right. storyline, and yeah. dropped it. But they <laughs> did put ones. Coco up. And Coco. Well, is I was just gonna so say good. I have not seen well, Coco. Yeah, Coco they, well, the Last Jedi just hit Disney Plus. Also, the Last Jedi and um, <coughs> there was another one too, wasn't there? Infinity War. Probably. Well, no, Infinity no, War is already Infinity on. War's still on Netflix. I think I just saw Maybe Last yeah, Jedi. Indian. Anything that yeah. ex- anything that expire on Netflix, uh-huh. though, they just moved, moved over. over. Yeah, mm. that's a shame because Moana is so good. And the it first is, time it I actually saw it was on Disney Plus. Because there's a long time where I wasn't watching Disney movies because I was a single dude in my 20s. I just didn't really care about them. Yeah. And now I'm kind of watching them. Like, man, and even the older movies. I'm like, you know how many jokes I missed? Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. There was a joke earlier about uh, Buzz and is it Toy Story 3? Where he is, like, they reprogram his batteries and it's oh, almost yeah. like he's drunk. The demo mode. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's saying there, he's he's just going off at the table, and he's having tea with all the other characters, <laughs> yeah. and he goes, you don't, you're not sure what you're doing, and then all of a sudden you're having tea with Marie Antoinette and her sister, and you look over <laughs> and it's two headless dolls waving. <laughs> that is the funniest stuff I have ever seen. <laughs> that I had no idea was that funny, or when not in the Lion King, the animated adventure or the original, when. <laughs> Simba wakes up and you know Mufasa and his mom are still sleeping and she's like your son's awake and Mufasa goes he's your son until sunrise and I'm like oh because he's king of all the light touches oh my god mind blown I mean, and I'm a dad and I'm not getting yeah. up yet that's how I took it I also, I also sit there my daughter's walking around the dark smacking me with her new Barbie and I'm like oh my god <laughs> Um, no, but Disney Plus is, man, that's, God, just take my money. Just take yeah. it. Oh, and they did. Yeah, yeah they mean, did they to me. Did. I think they did to all of us, actually. Instantly. <laughs> and, uh, I actually am looking forward to when they bridge in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm looking forward to Moon Knight, which I can't believe they're doing, but they are. Uh, She-Hulk. Uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, I actually am looking very forward to seeing Miss Marvel because my daughter reads one of the Golden Books with Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel's in it, and she likes that page. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see that. And I'm also excited to see the Hawkeye stories. I want to see how everything ties into Phase 4 of Feige's plan for Marvel. So that's why I think Disney Plus earned its spot on here, but really stands out. The, the general the public's review. already seen how you can use this medium to tie more content into a movie series with The Mandalorian. People get so upset about stuff, too, because they're just like, I don't understand. I should be able to watch a movie and understand what's going on in the movie without needing to read a comic or um, 
uh, watch a TV show or I, I should know what's going on. And they're like, and everyone just comes to them like, you realize that there are so many mediums for uh, storytelling now. Like, and it's been the same way for, for years. I mean, when oh, the original yeah. Jurassic Park movie came out, I remember I was a kid and my dad read the book. And after he read the book, he wanted to go see the movie again because I didn't the know book, that was a book. Oh yeah, and Michael it's, Crichton's Michael Jurassic Crichton's, Park. Yep, and it's yeah, very interesting. I've read it. It's actually really interesting, but it it tells the story much differently. And yeah. Then you you know you watch the movie. Yeah, and it's when, totally. When totally was the different. last time a filmmaker, writer, director, or anything like that took a book that was like a really 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 good book? And actually turned it into a movie and made and took it word for word from the book and made it into a really good quarter pass never. <laughs> I think it's doable. I, yeah, I don't know because there's a lot of content. I mean, look, they made the Hobbit, which is a thousand-page book. They made. What about movies, movies back in the day, like of Mice and Men and To Kill a Time, uh, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and some movies like oh, that. The Great Gregory Peck. What I'm just what I'm saying is like any movie out there, whether it's older or newer, has anybody ever taken a really good novel and turned it into a good book, or I mean, a good movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've done it. But they've do even they, do taken. They, but like, do they word, follow the word? Yes, word for that's what I'm. No. That's what I mean. They have to make changes. Yeah, which is why you always see. Uh, was that, it that's best why most people gripe. adapted for film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's why most people gripe, correct? Because they like the book, and then oh, they messed up the movie, so I'm going to bitch about it on the line. Yeah, <laughs> people <laughs> gripe because they want to gripe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean your opinion's right, but you are entitled to your opinion. <laughs> so. Speaking really of opinions segue. and where we're about, we've got nice segues today. We yeah. do. Uh, Very good. Speaking of people being upset uh, for reasons I don't understand, uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker dropped December 20th, mm -hmm. which doesn't really is only nine days ago, but feels like, well, by the time this comes out, it'll be about 11 days ago. But still, let's talk about it. Matt, you saw it this morning. What'd you think? Uh, hot take. I love it. Yeah, hot tick. Man, I loved it. I, I really did. I had a few questions afterwards, but um, I mean, no. Do you I, still have those questions? Can you ask them now? Uh, do we have time? Do we have time for one? Them? I mean, yeah. Like, um, I was. Uh, I don't really know how to ask this question. That's a good way it starts. But uh, that's a Star Wars okay, question. Okay, so I've ever I'm, heard I'm gonna say it like this. It. Are we good with spoilers? Um, because I can't yeah. ask a question. It'll air two weeks after. I think that's It'll fair. Two, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna say because like my question has everything to do with a spoiler. <laughs> a you know, what, here's what we'll do. <laughs> what we'll do is we won't do spoilers now. Uh, we'll just talk about the overall feel of the film, our reactions okay. to it. Okay, that's fair. Okay, because that's fair. I do so, think. Well, wait. I do think a good Star Wars episode needs to happen. Uh, yeah, and um, I think we shall reconvene for that. Maybe a good Star Wars okay. episode about just simply the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. But oh we no, have I, Jedi do, John I, here, I do. I do know this. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but no, overall, no questions today. But I loved it. I mean, I was just. I mean, I found myself sitting back in my seat and then all of a sudden jumping forward and like doing a fist thrust like yes oh my god that's awesome there's, I did that once in one scene there's almost, one scene where myself yeah there's one Enjoy. scene there's one scene between Ray and Kylo that made me just yes yes and yeah. I just got so hyped up and I got I went to the movie with Lee Brandon's wife and uh, she's looking she's probably like looking at me like god 
Calm down, you jackass. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> I can see her face already like, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. But, no, and um, and there was one thing that, from your previous podcasts with you mm-hmm. guys, I listened and I thought about, uh, you know, um, like, what it, my prediction. And after what you had said, some of that stuff, I started thinking more along the lines of that. And then as I watched the movie, I could understand where you came up with all that and yes it just it all dawned on me like instantly yeah it was so it was so awesome (laughs) i i do think the movie did a good job in wrapping up the story yeah Um, yeah well that was the job of the film one to entertain but two all right we gotta tie this all in now like we now have the the latest trilogy that needs to be wrapped up neatly and for the most part, it is. There are still some issues with it, uh, but it's Star Wars. It's okay. never going to be perfect. One thing I liked about that movie, too, is how quickly it became a whole nother nine episodes, almost. It almost, almost. became another nine episodes. Almost. Like, there is a, just one part, and I was like, oh, shit. There, there's a point in that film where I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Damn it. We got, like, three more trilogies coming. Yeah, I know. That's exactly, that's all I kept thinking. It was like, man, they're trying to make money money yeah. <laughs> let's make movie after movie after movie that's they, a, I they mean, still will right in the middle of the movie olivia looked over at me and was just like so what happens next like i'm like no no this is it like yeah <laughs> they're, they're done right here this is it she's like yeah. but i want it nope nope <laughs> it's over nope. It's this over. is it this, is, this is this is it like you won't see these characters ever again unless there's like comics and everything else that fill in spaces but realistically like this should be it for these uh, specific these characters, characters and actors, actresses. Their stories. They're done. done. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a, like, wait a second, but no. <laughs> no, no buts. No buts. <laughs> no buts. This is the end. There is a really good meme on the internet that ties content from today's show in nicely, but it is Dr. Manhattan sitting on Mars. And the way he experiences time is all together. At any moment, he's experiencing every other moment at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he's standing on Mars. That's confusing. It is. It is. But he's standing on Mars and he goes, it's 1983 and I'm watching the end of the Star Wars trilogy. It's 2005 and I'm watching the end of the Star Wars trilogy. It's 2019 and I'm watching the end of the Star Wars trilogy. I just thought, I was like, oh, I wish John was watching Watchmen so I could share this with him and he'd get it. Uh, but some people out there listening totally just got it, and you will after. Do you think George Lucas back in the seventies had every intention of doing all nine movies? No, no, no. I think George Lucas back in the seventies had the intention of doing Star Wars, A New Hope. That was it. And then it was successful, and they were like, "Hey, you should do more." Yeah. yeah. And he was like, "Well, I'm going to retain the rights to all this, so okay." <laughs> and then he started expanding, and then it was all successful. And then he felt limited by the effects of his time. It wasn't until after Jurassic Park that he saw and realized, hey, we can do Star Wars right. And then somehow we got the Phantom Menace and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, whatever. But John just looks upset. John, like his yeah. face just trying to hold it in. John just looked away from the <laughs> yeah. table. He's like, oh, wow. Some angry people now. Um, but Rise of Skywalker. Um, love it or hate it. I know the internet's divided, apparently. When is it not? Unless it's Endgame. I thought it was a good movie. I really did. It was sad. I was satisfied when I left the theater. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that definitely. I think is is 
kind of an achievement after The Last Jedi. Honestly, most of the complaints I heard about Rise of Skywalker I thought were, quite frankly, kind of silly. Um, You know, some of the things that people were talking about, you know, they they were complaining about the the character Rose didn't get as much screen time as she did in The Last Jedi. Sorry, that that sucks. She's not that big of a character, though. Yeah, Yeah. but we got C-3PO. Right, you know who didn't get a whole lot of time in The Last Jedi? C-3PO. I mean, you know what? Are you, what are a you good do? Kylo Ren. He was yeah, uh, exactly. You know what? Now that I think about this, C three PO was vital in this movie. Yeah, you know who didn't get any time in Rise of Skywalker? Snoke. Okay, you gonna be mad about that because he's dead. <laughs> a couple well, of his clone bodies. A couple of his clone, clone bodies, bodies, bodies yeah, were there stuck for a in few the jar. Seconds. Which yeah. talk about those really spoilers. Here's what we're gonna do: Rise of Skywalker. I think the general consensus, everyone <clears> in this room, yay. Yes, right. yeah, absolutely. Yes. Very yeah. good movie. Yeah, they, yes. did, they did everything they could with the movie. J.J. directed and produced well. Um, the biggest um, tie-in. I mean, it's so funny, and it's not a spoiler. They poke a little bit of fun at The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. which is it's true. It's not even a little okay, bit. So it's which, true fan service. What it's, part is it's, that? It's true. As a, we can't. Okay, we can't. Yeah, okay. We'll discuss yeah. after. We will. Um, but the... Um, yeah, they poke a little bit of fun, and they they, they they do throw in that big fan service at the at, at, well in the middle and the end, especially. But they really push the story. Like they had to fill holes, and this is the only film in this trilogy that took place years after what had happened previously. Yeah, so that's they, true. That is they, true. Yeah. they really had to progress the story and fill in a little bit of holes that were there. Versus the Last Jedi picked up exactly where Force Awakens ended. Yeah. So they really had to fast forward time and get to the end goal, mm-hmm. like in They're, a three-hour movie. Which yeah. they they which, they did. I mean, they, they pull you up to it, speed yeah. with a floating paragraph in space pretty fast. Yep. yep. Yes. So true to Star Wars form. Mm-hmm. So very good. Yeah. Why do I need to play Fortnite? <laughs> So I can see the, so I can hear the emperor's message. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not playing Fortnite. No, I'm not playing I'm it either. I listen to it on YouTube. <laughs> that a boy. All right, so that's gonna do it for us looking back uh, in somewhat any depth at the, all of the incredible stuff that came out in 2019. There's been so much. We've all had our own personal dad triumphs in 2019. Uh, we won't go into those because we don't have a whole nother three, four hours to blow. No, we don't. Because we're dads, but. I did. There were some honorable mentions that I wanted to throw out. They didn't quite make the list for us to talk about, but I thought that they were entertaining and deserved a shout out. First up was Mindhunter season two on Netflix. That particular show in this season really covers um, the Atlanta child murder um, ordeal. Something very real. Something that really happened and still affects people to this day. Uh, the show covered it and made it relevant to the source material uh, an incredibly well-acted, well-produced piece of content for the entire season uh, and shed some light on something that I didn't even know was real until now. So definitely check that show out. Um, Yeah, I don't really know what else to say besides you should be watching that show. Uh, Next up was (laughs) Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I had no idea I was going to love Ryan Reynolds as a Pikachu so much. <laughs> it seems to make sense, and I watched it on my flight back from New York and loved every moment of it. I love every moment. You can predict what happens at the end, yeah. but it does a lot for the world of, of Pokemon. Yep. It's good, and, and it captured a lot of fandom, so it's good. It did. It was good. 
Um, next up, though, was It Chapter 2. Excellent I film. Seen, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, we won't go into depth on it because we just don't have the time, but just let's just, if for nothing else, Bill Hader is incredible. <laughs> I, I love Bill Hader and everything anyway, but he, he really brings it in It Chapter 2, and I think it nicely closes up that story much better Ooh, than nice. the late or early 90s TV series on ABC did. Yeah, finished up number 10 domestically this year. Pretty awesome film. Nice. You know what? Your preparation, you come to the show whenever you want, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you are on board. Let's talk about Godzilla King of Monsters, though. Well, <laughs> well I, I just can't believe it. they did it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go there. You're not going to do it? I'm not going to cut it. All right, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Let's just say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's just say. I'll uh, say I'm sorry for everyone. Was it? <laughs> did, did Mothra show up? <laughs> Mothra showed I'm up at... and didn't even stop the fighting between Bruce and Clark Kent. Uh, which is amazing. How do you know that name? Mothra. No one? Martha? Whatever. Bad joke. I'm going to delete that. Yeah, we know it is. All right. <laughs> so let's, we're going to move on from that, and we're going to finish up with honorable mentions of The Witcher. Yes. Um, I was so Yes. Just started. Just started? Just started two episodes in. I love it. Do you? I love it. Okay. We're going to talk about Witcher for just a brief moment. Yep. Um, because, Eric, how do you feel about The Witcher on Netflix? I've, I've only watched some of the show, but I have played the game. Okay, well, yeah. the game is a whole nother level. Yeah, The, the con- Witcher 3. The content is so perfect for a show. It really is. And, and so far, what I've seen landscape. has been very impressive. Um, everybody, right now, you know, we've talked about this in previous episodes of things. Every service is looking for the next Game of Thrones. I think this could be on one of... I mean, this is definitely a strong contender for that. Um, you know, it, it looks, from what I've seen so far, and I'm not very far in, but it looks very, very good, and the source material they have they're working off of is just fantastic, so I think it's it's on a good pace to go somewhere well. Like I said, I'm two episodes in, the pilot, exa- I mean, Game of Thrones-esque, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. you get that that shock in some some scenes, and you're just like, oh, they're do- oh this is... This is H- H- no, it's Netflix. It's, it's on Netflix, and it's, it's great. Still fun. <laughs> Uh, I'm a, you know what, Albers? You yeah. watched the pilot episode of The Witcher, right? I did. How do you feel, in brief terms, if you can? Uh, in all due respect, I was bored out of my mind. I'm right uh, there with yeah, you. I was, I was so bored. I, I couldn't follow it. I, I was trying to, and I, I was literally alone without my daughter messing with me or anything. I mean, I tried to put a volume of effort into actually watching this. I was, I was and alone the, and the, the fight concentrated, scenes, too. Yeah, the fight yeah. scenes were cool. Everything was cool, but I, I just found I was like, bored. I was like, yeah, I was just like... There was a lot of talk. I didn't know who was who, and, and they were talking about things, and I'm like... "There, You do have to go into that with a little bit of knowledge would be helpful, but yeah. even though I didn't have it, what it felt like to me, and you guys have already mentioned this, is, hey, it's the next Game of Thrones. That's, and I'm just and I so was not, not on of, board with that. Yeah, I was not a Game of Thrones fan either, and like that's all I thought about. I watched the first three episodes of the first season of Game of Thrones and was like, I don't even know why I started the second one. I was so <laughs> just like, I was just I done with it. I sat there just being bored, too. You're not getting any of the fun there, but yeah, but yeah. I, I understand. But no, the, Where um, are the boobs and dragons? Well, but, yeah. <laughs> dragon. there's dragons in that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming. They're yeah, they're between the boobs. Anyway. Dragons are on their way. So on The Witcher, though, we will just stay with... Either you love that type of show or you don't. Yeah. And I think, personally, the sword fights aside, which are groundbreaking. Those mm-hmm. are some badass sword yeah. fights. Aside from that, I am just bored. I'll give... like So I'm very good at like picking out dialogue in, in, in shows and everything like that. And 
it, it was crazy because I was watching it with my wife Olivia and she was just like, oh wow. And I'm like, what did you hear that I am missing right now? Because I am, I'm listening and I'm paying very close attention and trying to pick things out and I'm missing something. And then, but she latched onto the show already, so we will be watching it, and I'm excited to watch it because I think that we're going to learn more about the characters. I don't have a lot of backstory or anything like that. Let me know if it gets better. I, I hope it. I hope it does. But I can see where you're saying there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot, a lot of, of like, dialogue, like some slow parts where you're just like, "What the hell's going on?" Because yeah. I was watching it, and I'm just like, "Who the hell is that guy? Yeah. Why? Why is that? Why are they important?" And well, I mean, <laughs> you should. You should feel that way in a pilot. Right. You know, you shouldn't mm-hmm. know everything. And the same way the pilot of Watchmen just leaves you just lost. You're super confused. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's it's worth... I might watch another episode, too, but I, I do say it's an up, uphill battle for I, me. I can see that show being one where once the setting is established, yeah, that's when it's really going to take. But I there's mean, time jumps, right? It feels like it, but yeah. not not a ton. In the, in the Well, the first two episodes are, yes, but... Yeah. The... But the the uh, online it's just they're raving about it like it's it's right. insane how yeah, it's taken off. I don't know. All right, well <clears throat> we won't slide any further into The Witcher because we don't have the time and I uh, haven't watched it so it's to just, be continued. On we the will we will put a sword in that and come back to it. Uh, nice reference again. Yeah, well, you know what you gotta do. <laughs> uh, that's almost a terrible dad joke, which means it is time for one of your favorite segments of the show, and that is dad jokes. Yeah, Matt, you yeah. are in charge of them. Feel free uh, to hand them out, but go ahead, start off. Uh, buddy. Well, this was a pretty one, pretty funny one here. I'll, I'm gonna let John. Actually. Oh, John, oh, oh yeah, yeah, let yeah, John, John start us off. This one. <laughs> don't don't so start what? laughing out. <laughs> What is the least spoken language in the world? Sign language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, Eric. Okay. I got I got one for you here. What did the cannibal choose as his last meal? What? Five guys. Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh, good today. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean yeah. Yeah. oh, okay. This one's a bit of character acting, but I got it. You got this. You can do the voices. All right. So, Barber, Mr. Bond, you are turning old and gray. Would you like me to color your hair? James Bond, no, thank you. Die another day. <laughs> <laughs> what old school James Bond there? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, and this one here, so it's coming up to New Year's, so before the clock strikes midnight on December 31st, be sure to lift your left leg. That way you can start the New Year off on the right foot. Amen. Okay. Amen. Okay. Also, did you know that uh, at 11.57 p.m., uh, the last day of the year this year, if you straight up chug a handle of pawpaw vodka... You will start the new year vomiting uncontrollably <laughs> at rock bottom. <laughs> and there's only oh, up you oh, can yeah. go from there. <laughs> We're uh, looking for volunteers. Yeah, to if anybody sure wants to do true. that, you can just at us, and, and we would love to see that. Yeah, as long as I test that theory. Told that one to Allie. All right, here's, here's a good one for uh, people for out the here kids. to enjoy. For the kids. What do you call a sad strawberry? A blueberry. <laughs> oh boy. All right, we'll end on that one. We'll yeah. save, save some for the next one. Oh, year, yeah, there's okay? plenty. All right. <laughs> All right, so. 
Why? You just, just keep showing why? it to That's, me. Here, like, yeah. We get Matt on a roll. <laughs> well, we got Matt. We got here. <laughs> uh, oh, we yesterday, my doctor told me my chronic diarrhea is inherited. It runs in your genes? It runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> runs in the family. Gross. Oh Gross. Oh, Jesus. Uh, All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, I think it would be really nice uh, if it being the year-end episode for, real briefly, we could go around the table and just say something we are thankful for this year. A lot has happened, so whether it be personal, whether it be um, just anything, anything that came out this year, just go ahead and shoot. And I feel like, uh, because I am most grateful for his dad jokes, uh, we're, we're going to start with Matt. Oh. Matt, what, what are you thankful for this year, man? It's well, a long year. I'm thankful for my new business. So I started up a, a dating site for chickens. It's not my normal day job. It's just to make hens meet. <laughs> I, I am thankful for your willingness to make that a dad show, even though I was serious. <laughs> There's a lot to be thankful for this last year. You know, there was a lot of things that came by. Awesome. Lost okay. all control. All right, oh. all right, we're going off the rails. No, yeah, Let's been, wrap it quick. I've been thankful for a lot that's happened this year. Um, there's a lot to get into, but well, I won't really brief. get into yeah. it. So, just uh, I'm glad to be working. Glad to be able to make ends meet for the family. What about you? I am. I'm grateful for a lot of things. One is being able to support the family. Uh, all the wonderful kind of first that I'm experiencing with my daughter. You know, taking her to her first comic convention, being able to do that, being able to meet Captain Marvel, and just that kind of excitement, um, and just being able to be live in 2019, <laughs> where I have all of this content to nerd out about. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, I'm thankful for so much more, but I'm also thankful for being able to launch a podcast uh, that I certainly hope will be successful. Uh, I feel that it will be, because I have great people on board with it. So I, I'm thankful for you guys, uh, not to be mushy, but I'm thankful for you, Justin as well, and even Jim, uh, though they are not with us today. Always thinking about you guys, and uh, I look forward to continuing. I'm, uh, from a personal standpoint, I, I made a lot of personal changes in my life this year that obviously anytime you're a parent or you're a husband and you make a change it affects everybody that's in your house and everybody around you. And uh, I made a pretty big one. I got offered a, an opportunity earlier this year that uh, required me to, you know, to change jobs, which is fine, but also required me to, you know, make some changes to a lot of things, devote a lot more of my energy to making this work than I expected to. And I'm seeing the fruits of that. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, it's, it's better for me. It's better for my family. And I think it's only going to get better in 2020, and I'm hopeful for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to do things like this with uh, with my friends and uh, be able to share this with the world, uh, be able to share my you know, nerdy inconsistencies or whatever you want to call them with everybody out there. You know, when I was a kid, you know, being a nerd wasn't the most advertised thing in the world. Now and it's popular. Here we are 30 years yeah. later, and people love us for it. So, uh, you know, way to stick to the script, I guess. But uh, but those are some of the things I'm thankful for, and I can't wait to see what next year holds. The jocks don't. Oh, that's their problem. <laughs> yeah, they'll get fat and bald. That's we right. 
get cooler. All right, John, please share. Oh, this is a big year for me. Got married. Here, here. I was there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Congrats. Uh, very happy that she supports me in all my uh, fandoms, uh, all my nerd habits, action figure collecting, basically anything that comes down to just me being a nerd. She just is just like, it's cool. I still love you, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, uh, uh, realistically, we got a lot of great things this year. Uh, Disney Plus has helped me uh, tremendously about picking out what we're going to watch for the night. That uh, is helpful. So I appreciate yeah. Oh, yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah. All hail Mickey still. All right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think uh, this year has brought a lot of good things. Uh, work's been uh, on an upswing. Um, been able to, um, I mean, this was the first full year in my, my new house. Um, so making sure that that all works and runs properly and everything in the household is going yeah, well. That will never stop. Uh, it's it amazing how much work <laughs> goes into that that you yeah. don't think about until you have it. Uh, but, no, I'm very thankful for um, my, my wife. And, uh, like I said, all, like my fandom, I mean, it closed out the Skywalker uh, series this uh, this year. So I was very excited about that. That's the, that's the big highlight for me this year as far as fandom goes. So. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Great way to end of the year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do next December. It could be rough. Well, there will always be more there's, Mandalorian. There's <laughs> there you go, yep. There's yeah. there, will be, there will be content. And it's more comics. And more baby else. Yoda. All right, well, uh, that will take the end of us for today. Uh, we made it all the way through 2019 and enjoyed the look back. We're happy that all of you are joining us for it, and we look forward to you guys sticking around for 2020 as we continue to improve the show, both content and quality-wise. As always, it really is a big help if you guys, however you're listening, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, we're now on iHeartRadio Podcast, uh, anywhere you listen to us, please rate us, review us, subscribe. It helps out more than you can imagine, and we love you for it. Uh, also, if you are on board right now, you know what's coming next. Everyone, if you've got a beverage, raise it, and it is time to slam it. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, Cheers friends. Here, here. Cheers. Here's to 2019 and everything that brought us. And weird, gross chugging noises. Yeah, weird, gross chugging oh. noises. We do that all the time. Well, anyway, that will do it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, we look forward to seeing you in the next decade. <laughs>